We've put together this six-part audio course as a guide to using your strengths to make a career pivot to work that makes you more happy more often. Now, if you haven't already listened to it, I want you to start out with the very first episode because every one of these episodes in this guide, in this audio course, builds on the next to help you learn how you can make a, a career and ultimately a life out of your strengths and why so many other people have chosen to do the exact same thing. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Now, before we jump into Scott's lesson on strengths today, I wanted to remind you that we are currently accepting just a few applications for our Career Change Bootcamp, or CCB as we like to call it. Now, this is the last chance that you're going to have to get a jump start on your career before 2020. So if you're interested in talking with us about Career Change Bootcamp, just send an email to scott at happentoyourcareer.com with conversation in the subject line. If you do that, Scott will connect you with the best person on our team to be able to help you figure out if CCB is right for you. Now, here's Scott. Let's cover part three. How do I determine my signature strengths? Okay, well, most people haven't taken the time to dig down into what they're really great at or have the potential to be great at, but not you. If you're listening to this, you're probably not most people. You're already ahead of the game because you're obviously interested in finding out. And in this section, we're going to deep dive in how to figure out exactly what your signature strengths are. Particularly what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you three specific exercises to get you started at this exact same thing. And at the very, very end too of this audio course, I'm going to give you some other exercises for you to look forward to. Don't jump ahead just yet though. Let's first go through these to get you started, and then we'll load you up with resources at the end too. Okay, now, what the heck are signature strengths? We've talked about how your signature strengths aren't just skills like, I'm really good at Excel. There's so much more to it than that. It's that intersection of things that you're really good at, the things you really, really love, combined with your experiences, your predisposition in areas, nature versus nurture, uh, a few shakes of other things. And it'll ultimately, it, it's that combination of those three areas, what you're good at, your, your, your strengths, what you enjoy, and how you add value to the world. Okay. Signature strengths are really that unique combination of experiences and skills and knowledge. And even the way you're wired, it's that stuff that ultimately makes you uniquely you. Now, often when you drill down to your signature strengths, these are the things that you can't stop doing if you tried. Remember the last section where we talked about Rushi? Rushi couldn't help it. And guess what? You can't help it either. There are things that you just absolutely can't help. You may or may not realize it. Many times they come easy to you because you enjoy them and also you might not even recognize them. And you might not even think they're that big of a deal in the first place. And right now you might be thinking, okay, Scott, I get what signature strengths are, but if it's something that's really easy for me and something that I enjoy, how can it possibly be valuable? How will anyone pay me for it? Don't worry. We're going to deep dive into that 
too. But I want to address part of that question right now because it's natural to think that if something is easy for you, it's easy for everyone else too. And that is simply not the case. Think about it this way. Let's use a couple of examples. Think of an athlete, an athlete like quarterback Tom Brady or Olympic gymnast Simone Biles. They can do pretty amazing things with their bodies, like throw a football 50 yards with amazing accuracy or do a back handspring dismount off a four inch wide beam set four feet off the floor. Why? Well, because they have experiences that are natural activities for them. It's so easy that they don't even have to think about it. But very, very few people can perform those feats in that way. And as a result, they're compensated very well for them. Okay, so now you may not be able to throw a touchdown pass or win a gold medal, but you still have naturalist breathing activities that contribute to your signature strengths. And the fact that these are so easy for you makes them huge clues as to what your signature strengths actually are. But I don't want you to get too far ahead of yourself. I'm going to ask you to work through these few example exercises that I'm going to give you in just a moment, looking at your past, present, and future. And then we're going to look at patterns and themes among the answers here. And by the way, this is really where you need to trust the process. Um, and I'll tell you that when we're working with clients, we may take, we may take, you know, one to two months to work through these variety of different areas. So uh, I'm going to give you some things to get you started, but if it doesn't magically snap into place in five minutes, don't give up. That's, uh, that's okay. It's actually, it's worth doing all those things that we mentioned in the very first episode. Uh, they don't come from, they don't come from five minutes worth of work and, and then boom, signature strengths. No, this is something that takes a bit of reflection over a period of time in order to make use of it in a way that is going to allow you to lead a life and career continuously working in your strengths more and more and more and more. Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to start seeing some patterns and some themes emerge. And those are going to give you the initial connections between dots that maybe you had before, but maybe you didn't know how to connect. Just like the dot to dot worksheet from your childhood, a picture begins to slowly emerge as you work through each of those dots, each of those numbers. So I want to start with looking to the past. So I'm going to describe this exercise to you and you can always pause it, or you can always go to hiredforstrengths.com, hiredforstrengths.com. That's going to get you the guide to using your strengths to get hired. And you can fast forward to, uh, to the part two, and it'll describe each one of these exercises here. So look to the past. This is called my past jobs exercise. The reason I want to give this one to you is because it is, you can, it's easy enough to where you can do it any place, anytime in any way. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. This is going to get you warmed up. Take out a piece of paper or open up a Word doc or a Google doc on your computer. What I want you to first do is start by listing out all your past jobs and your past roles on paper. And this might be your volunteer work. This might be some of the roles you've had outside 
outside your professional life. This might be, uh, of course, it's going to be your past actual, you know, resume style jobs, if you will, too. Okay, so list all those on the on the left hand side of the paper, leave some space in between each one. Now, first, I want you to list out all the things that you enjoyed in each of those roles. Even if you hated the job, there's always something small like I loved goofing around with everyone when we were on a break, or I really loved learning how to use the the CAD program. Nothing is too small to add. I want you to list out those things that you enjoyed particularly. If nothing else, you enjoyed a paycheck, right? (laughs) So there's probably a bunch more as you begin to think about it too. Next, I want you to go through that list of jobs. And then I want you to add a column for which, which things in each role that you consider yourself pretty good at. So as you think, you know, as I go through my past, you know, as a director of HR um, or a business services manager or an HR manager or working in operations and, you know, substitute your own roles in here, I'm going to, in one space, one area, list out those things that I enjoyed. And then next, that's where I'm going to list out what I was pretty good at or other people considered me pretty good at or I considered myself pretty good at compared to the average person in that role. Now, finally, I want you to go through your lists and begin to circle the skills and elements that contributed to success in other positions or other roles in your life. For instance, learning how to create a budget in one job may have helped you run a successful program in another position. This is where I want you to begin looking for those connections and patterns, the things that show up in role after role, or those things that helped create success later on in life. They're definitely there. Sometimes they're hard to see, but they are definitely there. Okay. If nothing jumps out at you yet, don't worry. It will. Let's give you another another exercise too. And again, if you want to do these real time or come back to this to be able to do them real time, you can always listen to each section and then pause in between sections as you're working on it. Okay, this next one is called look to the present. And we call this a a passions inventory or a uh, passions and skills inventory. Okay, now I want to ask you just a couple of questions to get you started down this. Question number one, what do I love enough to do for free? What do I love enough to do for free? Now, (laughs) there might be a huge variety of answers for this question. It might range from playing golf to knitting to crocheting to a host of other things. I used to go for free, uh, well, sort of for free. I guess people would buy me coffee. Like people would take me out to coffee and I would tell them about some of the career changes that I'd made. That's you know, the precursor to us, you know, to me creating this company and ultimately what we have now. That was something I was doing for free already. But if people aren't taking you for coffee for other things, that's okay. What are those areas that you do love enough to do for free or are already doing free? Okay. What do you do that causes time to feel differently? And sometimes it might not be a specific task. It might be, um, it might be a subcomponent of a task. What causes me to lose track of time? I want you to list all of those areas that you can think of. It might take you a little bit too. It might not just immediately come out. You might have to sort of think back in your last month or two 
what were some of those things that caused you to lose track of time or go back to the other exercise that we just mentioned and look at those past roles. What was it that as a director of HR caused you to get lost in it and lose track of time? What was it as a operations manager that caused you to lose track of time? What was it as a marketer that caused you to, you know, what in each of those areas, right? Okay. So here's another question. If I had to teach something, what would I teach? Or what do people typically ask me for help in? There's another version of that question too. What about what you get complimented for? What you get complimented for? By the way, one of the things that we do very often with our our students and our clients is we'll actually have them send out either an email or go and get someplace between 10 and 20 uh, 10 and 20 pieces of data. You can think about them as pieces of data, but essentially going to other other people that know them reasonably well and asking them for what their strengths are, asking them what some of these same questions that I'm I'm telling you right here. And what happens is they come back and they get a good, they either get validated on what some of other people see within them and their strengths, or they get new information and new clues. Either way, it ends up being really, really great. It's something that for some people is kind of scary, but it always, always, always causes people to think slightly differently about what value they're offering in the world, especially when you've got a bunch of people telling you that this is something that is valuable to them. Okay. Here's another question. What can't you, what do you find you cannot stop doing? (laughs) We mentioned Rushi in uh, a previous section of this audio course. Uh, Maybe it's mentally rearranging the furniture in other people's homes. Maybe it's dissecting Super Bowl commercials to see which ones are the most effective and why. Maybe it's organizing the gum and candy at the checkout line in the supermarket or reading books and writing short reviews for your friends. Whatever it is for you, I want you to try and hone in on those things. They're probably there and you may or may not realize what they are. Okay. And again, I would encourage you to ask for input too. You can reach out to someplace between five and and 20 of your closest colleagues and friends and ask them to weigh in on what your strengths and what's unique about you. And uh, if you aren't sure how to phrase this request, you can actually go over to the hiredforstrengths.com, view the guide, and there's a section in there where we have some scripts that you can use for reaching out. In fact, that is the third exercise that I wanted to give you because when you ask for input from other people, often those people can see much easier than you can see for yourself what types of value you are adding to the world because often we have blind spots to that. Or just like we acknowledged at the beginning of this, that we might think just because it comes easy to us doesn't necessarily mean that it's valuable. Okay. So other people can help you sift through that in an even different way too. But here's, here's what happens after you've done these three exercises, then this is the fun part because you now get to play detective for just a second, pretend that you don't know the person that all this information relates to. And now you're, you have just joined CSI or you're a criminal criminalist with the FBI and you get to create a profile of this unknown subject. So it's now your job to sort through all these clues and develop a sense of what they are and what's unique about them, or in this case you, right? So 
you're looking for patterns, you're looking for repetition, you're looking for those connections. Maybe you see that all of your best times ever on in different roles were when you spent it out in nature or you know got to go outside the office. Or maybe you discover that you have always been complimented on your ability to remain calm in stressful situations or something in your brain clicks when you see that there's all these references to being a natural teacher, right? What happens is sometimes we're so close to the subject that we can't see the forest through the trees. So that's when it can be really helpful to have a supportive colleague or have a career coach that's done this a thousand times, sift through the information with you to look for those hidden gems and those connections. Now, you might not be able to see that your love of hosting themed dinner parties is actually connected to all the compliments that you get on being a good listener, but an objective third party might note that they're both rooted in your ability to connect with others and be able to make them feel incredibly comfortable. But whether you're working with a support person, or on your own, jot down your discoveries. And remember, there is no right or wrong. There are no minimum or maximum numbers of signature strengths. When it comes to self-discovery, often we have to test our findings to see if they're accurate or if they need more refinement. Okay. When we get to the section six of this audio course, we're going to give you some other assessments and some other resources as well that help you further decide your strengths or provide verbiage to your strengths. But in the meantime, I want to give you some resources that can actually, you can use right now. So I mentioned going to hiredforstrengths.com. When you when you go to hiredforstrengths.com, that's going to take you to our ultimate guide on using your strengths to get hired. Again, that's hiredforstrengths.com. Or you can simply pause this and text my strengths to 44222. And that's going to allow us to send it directly over to you. All right. We're going to see you in the next episode. The next part of the audio course, we're going to cover how to leverage your strengths in your career pivot or in your job search and make it a part, a big part of that job search. Thanks for listening to the Happening to Your Career podcast today. If you have any questions about your strengths or are interested in the Career Change Bootcamp I mentioned earlier, just send an email to scott at happentoyourcareer.com with conversation in the subject line. Scott will then connect you with the best person on our team to help you figure out if CCB is right for you. CCB is our in-depth program to help you find happiness and fulfillment in your career. Now, one of the first steps is to create an ideal career profile, which includes identifying, harnessing, and showcasing your strengths. So this series is really going to help you be able to identify that, but CCB is going to be to help you be able to do even more of that and really implement those into your life and into your career. Now, this is the last chance that you're going to have to get a jumpstart on your career before 2020. So if you're interested in talking with us about Career Change Bootcamp, send an email to scott at happen to your career with conversation in the subject line, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Happen to Your Career.